Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Monday, November 6th, 2023. Yesterday would have been November 5th. It was on that day in 1605 that Guy Fawkes and a number of other conspirators attempted to assassinate King James I of England by blowing him up. Uh, Fox smuggled barrels and barrels and more barrels of gunpowder into tunnels beneath the Parliament building and planned to uh, set them ablaze as uh, King James and the rest of Parliament sat in session. One of the conspirators uh, was overcome by his conscience and revealed the plot to authorities. And not a moment too late, as the story goes, when they found Fox in the tunnels underneath the Parliament building. He was standing match in hand, uh, ready to uh, carry out the attack. Shortly thereafter, uh, it became customary in the UK to uh, observe November the 5th as Guy Fawkes Day or Remembrance Day or Bonfire Night, uh, partly to give thanks for the salvation of the monarch the temporal salvation at any rate, uh, but also to discourage any future uh, attempts of rebellion or disloyalty uh, by doing things like uh, burning Guy Fox in effigy every year. In remembrance of that occasion and in the spirit of remembering year after year, our first poem today is the uh, familiar or semi-familiar uh, children's rhyme that uh, came into being as a uh, fun way of uh, recalling the events of the gunpowder treason, as it is known. Uh, and the second is a poem by contemporary British poet Malcolm Gite, who uh, writes about Remembrance Day and several other uh, notable November holidays and occasions. Uh, it's called November's Song. First, here is the famous nursery rhyme about the gunpowder plot. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fox, Guy Fox, twas his intent to blow up the king and the parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence, he was catched with a dark lantern and burning match. Holler boys, holler boys, let the bells ring. Holler boys, holler boys, God save the king. It's a catchy little tune there. Uh, and though the thrust of the poem is not made explicit in its lyrics, uh, the remembrance of the gunpowder treason uh, was motivated not only by political concerns, but also uh, theological or religious ones. Guy Fox and his conspirators were uh, largely Roman Catholic and uh, are known to have borne uh, a religiously motivated grudge against 
James, who they resented for his um, overtly Protestant uh, governmental policies. And so the remembrance of the event and of the thwarting of their attempt uh, came to be a day that also uh, memorialized divisions within uh, the English people along not only political but uh, religious lines. Uh, and a number of enterprising poets have uh, taken up the day as their subject over the years, uh, making one of the themes either overt or implicit uh, the healing of these wounds uh, that linger are in some ways even uh, preserved uh, and memorialized in these Remembrance Day observations. I think that Malcolm Geith's poem for today falls into that category, uh, though in a subtle way. Uh, it is in form a pantoum, which is not a poem, a poetic form that you maybe encounter every day, uh, but it's well suited to subjects of uh, memory, also of memorial, of cyclical events. It's built from repeating lines, and uh, there's a, a strict but not complicated rule for the repetition of lines that I won't explain to you because it'll be easier for you to, <laughs> to Google it than it will be for me to put it into words. Uh, but it's all tied up with the final line of the poem being a repetition of the first line. So again, establishing that kind of cyclical nature of the pattern, um, but also offering the poet a chance to uh, transform the thought at the beginning of the poem uh, into something new but familiar at the end of the poem. And that's what this one does uh, very well, especially uh, with the images of uh, faces changed in firelight. Here's Malcolm Geith's November's song. November sings its song with tongues of fire, from the first flame of candles for the dead to the last embers of an old desire shifting to ashen gray from glowing red. From the first flame of candles for the dead, a mass for all souls held against the dark, shifting to ashen gray from glowing red till dust and ashes smother every spark. A mass for all souls held against the dark, kindles an old flame till it's bonfire night, till dust and ashes smother every spark and faces strangely changed in firelight. Kindle old flames until it's bonfire night. Then comes the shadow of Remembrance Day, for faces strangely changed in firelight are ashes now or lowered in the clay. Out of the shadow of Remembrance Day, out of the embers of an old desire, out of these ashes and this silent clay, November sings its songs with tongues of fire. So in addition to references to Remembrance Day in this poem, uh, there is uh, a repeated mention of All Souls Day. This is customarily observed on November 2nd uh, in Western Christianity. Uh, it's a companion to All Saints Day, uh, whereas All Saints is uh, usually occasion for memorializing 
the saints and martyrs of the church. All Souls is uh, dedicated to uh, prayer for those who have died. Uh, in Roman Catholicism in particular, uh, it's also an occasion for praying for the souls of those who may be in purgatory and struggling to uh, pass on into paradise, uh, which is perhaps a fitting uh, theme uh, as that is brought together uh, with the idea of Remembrance Day or Guy Fawkes Day, uh, that the old desires uh, connected to a day like that might be for vengeance. Uh, as you imagine uh, your dead enemies or uh, those who wished you ill, uh, languishing in the afterlife. Um, but those desires uh, have a way of uh, being transformed, partly by time and memory alone, but uh, the mention of tongues of fire uh, at the beginning and end of the poem also suggests the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, uh, which softens and changes men, remolding uh, the silent clay, as it were, and perhaps making us all uh, a little more charitable in our remembrances. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes, or to support the show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. And I've said this uh, before on occasion, but it also really helps the visibility of the Daily Poem Podcast if you can uh, go to whatever app or medium uh, you use to consume podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, you can uh, really lay into us if you like, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but anything helps. In the meantime... Uh, if you've still got some leftover Guy Fox fireworks, be careful out there. Until next time, I'm Sean Johnson for all of us here at Goldberry Studios. Be well and happy reading.